Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the College to Pro.com NFL Draft Lab. edition of the Miles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast. All access. I'm your host, Bo Marchant, joined with head coach Jim Perry here in the old coach's locker room here at Bo Ryan Stadium. And we're going to get into a little Niles Red Dragons football again. Very thankful to Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance for powering the program. A big shout out for Permanente Brothers for providing those gift certificates to these fine young players. Um, coach, a lot to talk about. Congratulations. Back-to-back winning seasons um, for the Niles McKinley Red Dragons. I don't know when the last time that has happened, but I think that just kind of shows uh, what you've been able to do in a short amount of time having back-to-back winning seasons. Yeah, and I, I guess I'll have to go to the official uh, historians <laughs> to see if this one even counts being shortened. But, uh, you know, we're happy to be on this little run we're on, you know, winning three straight and heading to playoffs. That's exactly what you want to have happen. Hey, well, you know what? If it said 0-6, you'd be 0-6. And when they look back 20 years from now, they would say that was an 0-16. But it's not. It's a 4-2 team. Won your last three. Playoffs this week. Ravenna, I mean, what's the atmosphere with the team just knowing that it's finally arrived and you have a little playoff and then every week it's do or die? Yeah, I kind of wondered what it would feel like just from the standpoint of it is so different, right? I mean, you know, everybody's going to the playoffs, so it's not like we, uh, you know, it was some overwhelming comments in that way. But at the same time, uh, it feels like playoff football uh, because, you know, here we are and we have an opportunity and, uh, you know, like I said, stringing three together, you know, gives us great momentum going in there. And, uh, yeah, I sense an extra pep in our steps, so I'm real excited that the players seem to be focused around it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, folks, when we, we usually, you know, we, me and Coach will talk a few minutes uh, after, maybe after the show and just, you know, talk about what's going on on the team. And, um, I, I don't ever like to shed too many thoughts because I don't want to curse anything the Red Dragons did. But for me personally, and I want to get your thoughts on this, because the game's over, you guys were victorious against Gerard. I thought, for me, this was the biggest game for me for you guys to win because I thought it was your the, the closest matchup. You know what I mean? Like you know, you, yeah. you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You want to hang with the teams that may be a little tougher. But this uh, this game, I thought, and you kind of came out and you won, and you won pretty convincingly. I, to me, that was my opinion. The game's over now. You can reflect back with and Madison. I mean, is that fair? Yeah. Well, a, a couple things. So the first one is that uh, you know they're our they're our rival. And that that's real important to our kids. It's bragging rights, and you know, in the community. Um, so you know that that's big. And I do agree. You know, record-wise and everything, I think we were pretty similar. Um, I would say the Struthers game had its own importance because I think it was going to set the tone. Okay. You know, after coming off of those two losses, you know, if we didn't get that, you know, huh. started we'd have been reeling. But uh, you know, once we got that, then yeah, I, I felt this was going to be a big pivot for how we obviously entered the entered the playoffs. And uh, to come out there, especially with the second half that that we had, uh, the way we did, you know, scoring with uh, what was it, three seconds left in the first <laughs> half was probably the play of the game. But uh, in the second half, we shut them out. And I really thought our, our lines on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, took over in the second half. And, you know, as a football coach, you really, really love to see that when you can impose your will on your opponent. 
uh, we use the term around here that we 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 studied a Navy SEAL who talks about taking people's souls. <laughs> and I, I know that sounds a little harsh, but you know this is a harsh sport anyway. But uh, we felt sort of at the end of that game, we took their soul. I mean, we were in control physically, and uh, we were able to run the ball and close it out and do the things we wanted to do. And then, uh, you know, obviously had no had that big uh, interception return, and uh, I thought really that took all the steam out of you know Gerard's side. So. Anytime you can take the soul of your opponent, as we like to say, that that's exciting. Right? So. Yeah, it was fun. And I, I did – We uh, Coach Perry told me last week, he goes, you know what, he goes, go watch this game so we can talk a little football when we do the show. So I did, and then he, he got me, and I even texted him some foul language because I, I got into it. I, I went through the plays. You can see I got about four pages here, all the notes. And it's scribbled. Most of it, I, it's just gibberish at this point. I was showing Zach Leonard uh, earlier some of the notes I've had on him and just some of the plays I thought he had, you know, like, you know, I love Zach. He, you know, a lot of times he just shows good pocket presence, but all the kids like uh, going back in the Noah, you know, he caught a couple passes earlier in that game. And I was just like, I just love his yard after catch. You put the ball in his hands. He's, he's going to pick up yards. And then lo and behold, I even circled. I was going to joke with you about it. When he had that INT, it was like, well, you know, watching the game earlier, I thought he was great with the ball in his hands after the catch. And lo and behold, he takes it. I mean, how was 70? How, how, how far was that? You know, I don't know the yards. It had to be between 60 yeah, and 70 I mean, yards or, or more. Yeah. Um, the ironic thing is he almost dropped the interception, <laughs> and then it was all fantastic after that. But, uh, you know, we, we, we've been looking for those plays in our secondary and, uh, you know, to get a couple big turnovers in this game. I think Zach Leonard had a strip uh, when they were down in the red zone getting ready to score, and that was a huge play in the game as well. So, uh, to, you know, to have, the, the, you know, a game really our defense was, was the difference in this game, and uh, uh, we need more of that around here. We, we need to, to get the defense, and it is, you know, and our defensive coaches – and all of our wins, I think, in the second half have just been just amazing adjustments by our defensive staff. And, uh, uh, like I said, those turnovers are huge. Awesome stuff. Once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast, all access powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, located here in Niles, Ohio. Um, Coach, going through some of the plays, um, you know, a lot of gibberish, again, just scribbled notes. But the one thing, um, the timeout, I think you guys called timeout, and then the next play, um, Zach threw the touchdown pass. Um, was there anything indicative of the timeout that led to that? I mean, or was, it, was that the play you were going with before the timeout, or did everything change? Or well, something? you know, ironically, Gerard called that timeout. Oh, they called it? Okay. Yeah, and they bailed us out because we were going to have to call our timeout because there was only like a second left on the play clock, and we wanted to save it in case, you know, what we were talking about is we don't get it here, we get the points no matter what. And uh, we were we were just kind of explaining to them, like, don't force it too much because we're going to get a chance to get a field goal without Gerard called the timeout. They must have, I don't know if they had a personnel issue or didn't feel comfortable with their call. Uh, but uh, earlier in the game, our two touchdown passes in the first half were the exact same play call. Um, and on the first one, Gerard blitz. And it's something we practice all the time is if all else, you know, if you get something, just turn it to the back. who's really not in the play, uh, but he's a safety valve. And uh, Zach saw that pressure and got it. And, and of course, they blitz so much they didn't account for the back. So Antoine was able to score there. And on the second one, it's a play we put we put in probably about week two. And uh, so since we ran it, but we didn't actually get to run it because it, they blitzed it, <laughs> we're like, well, let's dial it up again. And uh, uh, he kind of went with his third option on that play. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I had a good view of that. And that's one of the more impressive throws and catches uh, that I've ever seen. So, and, again, given the moment right before yeah. half, 
I think the ball was fired in there between four guys and then Noah, you know, sliding to the ground makes a, just a fantastic catch and, uh, you know, huge, huge play for us. That was a fantastic play. Watching it um, through the replay, I watched it several times and uh, I, I got excited about it. Um, and we'll get to these two, but, uh, you know, I noticed on Facebook you posted, you just, you know, just kind of congratulating and, and giving the heads up for all the kids that had to come in that maybe not, didn't have the experience, especially in some of the big games. So let's kind of shed some light on what they were able to do. Yeah, so last, you know, the week before we lost three receivers slash defensive backs um, in the uh, uh, in the Lakeview game. And uh, a couple of those are out for the year. I think we might be getting one back this year. So there's three. Um, I don't know if, if, if it's come up on the podcast or, you know, I know there's been stories in the news, but we have like a young man with uh, leukemia. Uh, who, you know, every day he comes in, we, we don't know how he's going to feel. Uh, but he also has a back injury from, from the past. He had back surgery. Just amazing, amazing, tough kid in Bulldog. And uh, Bulldog wasn't feeling up to go. His back was tight. And he's just, you know, and then uh, Aaron, he probably would have gone if we didn't hold him out. But uh, we said, hey, you're going to sit this one down. And he understood. And, uh, you know, he was he's one of our captains now. But, he, you know, he was a captain from the sideline. <laughs> And then we had uh, Isaiah Riggleman, who had to self-quarantine all week because they thought maybe his brother had COVID. Oh, okay. But he didn't. And uh, But he had missed all week of practice. So it was uh, uh, certainly, um, you know, you have to err on the side of caution. So since he hadn't practiced all the week, we couldn't have him start. So there's five starters <laughs> right there alone. And then offensively, those three that I mentioned as well, uh, you know, we were playing a lot of guys that didn't have a ton of experience. And I was just so proud because – I told the kids, we're not going to allow it. I think I even mentioned on the podcast, it's not an excuse. Go out there and play, find out what our program's about, that we have our young kids ready. And just a hats off to our assistant coaches that worked uh, extra hard this week getting those guys ready to go, and uh, the results speak for themselves. Definitely. And sticking with the assistant coaches and yourself, um, what coach did you really think uh, deserves a couple thumbs up for maybe a critical call or some critical things that we did that led to the week, you know, break of practice, um, any shout-outs? And then, the call that you regret, maybe there was one, and then the call that you're really excited that uh, went your way. Well, I think uh, we're going to give the shout-out to Coach Marsco this week, and he coaches our outside linebackers, and then he also is, is instrumental in running our scout teams, a uh, big part of that as well. So, But, you know, from the outside linebacker, that was a spot where we were really concerned because we, we've had trouble getting right people in that position, and uh, uh, he was able to coach up a couple different people, and we did that by committee, and, uh, you know, we got some we got some nice uh, production out of, out of that group. So I think Coach is uh, – you know, worthy of that. You know, for the for the good play calls, I'm really going to get it again. Give it to uh, Coach PK uh, on the offensive side, and then our co-coordinators, Coach Barrett and, and Coach Kemp, on the defensive side of it, because the adjustments that we made on both sides of the ball at halftime really, really worked out. Now, some of the things we specifically did, you know, offensively, I'm just more involved in that play call. We we kind of drew them up, said, "Here's the switch we're going to make," and then we hit like a big 35 yard. Uh, play on one of them, and then I know like our running blocking adjustments were huge as we ended up going uh, rushing for uh, I don't know what it ended up, but like I said in that second half, we were able to ace the game away, take some time off the clock, uh, which led to the fact that Gerard didn't have the ball as much, which was a good thing, and then we were able to keep them out of the end zone. Uh, so, uh, you know, as far as, uh, again, as far as the play calls there, uh, I thought some of the things that we were trying to do early, uh, you know, Gerard kind of had answers for them, um, so there, there was probably a, a bunch in there. We're looking back, maybe we should have done something different. But our willingness to 
stay committed to the run was important this week because, you know, Gerard with the ball in their hand, they are explosive on that. So as much as, you know, some of those, yeah, we didn't get a ton of production. We did stay with it. So I'm proud of that. And, uh, you know, worked out in the end. That did work out. And again, congratulations on the group. Back-to-back winning seasons for the Niles McKinley Red Dragons. And that's something to be proud of. Again, uh, you know, something me and Coach talked about real quick right before we went live. And uh, we, we couldn't recall, at least off the top of our heads, um, Probably a, I mean, it's a little bit of a sad thing, but then again, it's a good thing that Coach Perry's been able to have this success uh, so quickly. Um, now, I'm going to go through these notes. Really not anything, um, just to give some, some of the kids, if I can just re- read my own scribbles, um, you know, just give some of the kids that I thought maybe play, uh, made a play or two. Um, you know, uh, uh, 53, I thought he did Jamal some behavior, yeah. I thought he did some nice things. I just remember recalling seeing well, Both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Devon's one of them kids that doesn't. We don't get to get him out of the game too much, but uh, really active on the defensive front uh, for us. And uh, offensively, just a guy you can really, really count on. And on 57, I thought uh, made some play. You know, I think it might have been 57. Um, and again, I could, you know, I, I could have done a better job of that. But uh, one play that the ball, but then he, he, you know, he basically ran to the other side of the field and help make the tackle. I just thought it was good hustle. Yeah, that's a, a Riggleman. He, he's, a, he's a high-motor guy. Uh, we always say he's kind of like a terrier in there. He's all, always barking and excited and, and moving around. Uh, again, he, he he was limited in practice. And, you know, you can't really hold that against a kid. I mean, when they say you got to stay home, and it's for the betterment of the team and his family. Uh, so, you know, we, it's not like we weren't going to play him. We just we weren't uh, able to start him. But he did get some productive minutes in there and uh, did a nice job pursuing him. 27. I got great tackle, great play. Play 45. I don't recall what play 45 was, but I have 27 to make a great end. I think he, uh, and then I have him again here on play 61. He he did a fantastic job of getting off the block. I remember a kid, he was in open field. He got off the block. He just missed the tackle, but he really, you know, he had the back, but, you know, but I, I thought he made, I think, I think this was a, Almost like a safety type blitz. Yeah, so he's a he's an outside linebacker, Xavier Howard, and that's one of those positions where we were really up, and we wanted to, uh, you know, he was a young guy to, to get in there and coach. Uh, he's a very athletic kid, but uh, you know, new to playing defense, probably, uh, especially at that position. We've been trying to find a home for him, and uh, he showed up. I mean, he showed up to us coaches. I'm sure in the stands, it looked like he was productive, and then obviously when you said on film. So, um, you know, we're expecting big things from him moving forward as long as we can keep him heading in the right direction. At 42, uh, fights off block, um, good tap and a good angle to the ball. I don't play 69. I have that written there. Yeah, that's Cujo. I mean, he's yeah. us, I think, almost every game in tackle. So yeah. That's, that's um, yeah. And again, a long list. Like I said, I got a pages. And like I said, most of them I just wanted to, you know, uh, had to give shout-outs um, to all the kids that I saw. Just, you know, a lot of kids made plays. Again, it's, you know, 27. I, you know, Zach, Zach um, I can't go without saying Antoine Gardner, I mean, number 20. I mean, there's so many plays. Where, the one play where he got knocked back and he still picked up six or seven yards, I think I watched that play like seven times because it's just, you know what, and I see that number 20, and I, I think of like Natrone Means, just a little, <laughs> a little power. Yeah. You know what I mean? That When he got kicked back and he kept going forward, I go, man, this, this kid brings it. I would not want to be on the field trying to take him down. And then, you know, Zach, I, I love Zach. You know, I – couple plays with the ball's being handed off, but he's still throwing the motion. Just those little inquisitions that, you know, that just kind of a lot of kids, at least I don't see do. And, you know, I thought a couple times his pocket presence, just to know that that thing's about to collapse and he just knows the right moment or even hang in. I know one play, and I, I don't recall which one. And I know he took a big shot to deliver a pass. And 
I thought that's that's a gutsy thing. He's a gutsy player, but nonetheless, I said like a. But kudos to you guys. Um, now we're going to bring you on. Um, well, we, let's talk about your playoff game here against Ravenna. Um, who are they? What do they bring? And what what would you guys have to do to prevail? Yeah. So the Ravenna Ravens. Uh, when I first heard Ravenna, I, I was kind of what's their what's their mascot? And then I thought I think maybe the Ravens. I'm like, nah, that can't be. But yeah, so the Ravenna Ravens. They'll, they'll come in. Um, they're uh, two and four on a campaign, but they've played some really, really tough teams. So, uh, you know, Streetsboro, who's number two in our region, which if, if we happen to get by Ravenna, that, that's who would be next on, on you know, on our schedule. Um, you know, Streetsboro kind of beat them up, but they beat everybody up. I mean, they're, they're scoring 50, 60 a game and then giving up about, you know, 10 points a game. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I really like Ravenna and how hard it seems to me. Like, their kids really come off the ball hard. Uh, uh, run to the ball well. They have some. They have some real speed, which is really kind of keeping us a little bit nervous. Uh, and the quarterback for you know local fans, if they're giving you a comparison, I'll, I'll call him Big Ben. Uh, they right. list him at six one two fifteen, but I, I don't know about height wise. But I think two fifteen was pre quarantine. I think he's probably oh. up there now, probably <laughs> about two twenty five two thirty. He looks like a load to bring down, and really strong arm. Um, and you know we're going to have to we're going to have to stay disciplined in the secondary. So you know some good skill, some some fast kids, and a good arm quarterback. That that's a little bit scary. Uh, and then like I said, defensively, uh, you know I, I just think that they're aggressive on, on how they 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 come off the ball in that. So we got to play disciplined football. Obviously, you know that whole turnover and penalty thing. We got to keep that down. And uh, you know we can continue to keep getting better each week, which I think for a few weeks now in a row that's been the case. Uh, you know, have a good shot. Definitely, and I big shout to you too. I thought too, obviously the INT, but his uh, yards after the catch again. Going back to those notes, um, your quarterback Zach uh, Leonard. I saw him here at the big kickball tournament again. Another kickball game. Um, it was funny as the losers bracket. Watching the losers bracket on the left side or the right side of the field, those guys looked a lot better than the guys in the winners bracket. I don't know how that came about that way. Well, I tell you, Coach Marsco's team won a kickball today, and uh, when they saw thing on first unveiled, we thought they were never going to win a game at all. So it's a rags to riches story <laughs> down here on that. So they maybe they mucked it up, you know. They they played a little small ball and whatever to to, to get the victory. But uh, I'll say though, the, the the games have definitely gotten better as we've gone up. So now we're hopefully we're getting better at football, and it looks like we're alongside that we're getting better at kickball. And the best part, folks, is they're playing out here on the turf at Bo Ryan Stadium. And uh, what a couple of the kids said, uh, they they would have felt better winning if they were on grass. So that's that's how intense the games are. And uh, what do you think of the mall? Uh, the, the mullet, the mullet's going to be getting some uh, notoriety here uh, uh, initially that uh, the, the news was here. And uh, the first thing the news person asked back about was the mullet. <laughs> uh, so our quarterback, Zach Leonard, uh, and he, he cut himself into a uh, playoff mullet. I like it. Calling it. He, he told the players, if we get a home game, I'll, 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 uh, you know, get my hair cut into a mullet. And, uh, uh, so they said, "Hey, you got to play a home playoff game, and you got to go." So he was a man of his word and did that. And uh, I guess we're going to rally behind the mullet. We'll uh, see if that pays off. And as we always give the big shout out to Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, uh, we're going to head to Bermani Brothers now, who give the gift certificate for the player of the game. Um, I thought this one, you know, I keep waiting for that moment where it's like we got to get the lineman, and I got to get the lineman, but. This week, I think Noah Durr's performance on both sides of the ball with that that great catch. Uh, I mean, he did a lot of things in the game, but the two big moments were the catch in the end zone at the end, end of the first half uh, 
and then the uh, the pick sticks for for seventy yards or whatever it was. I I think those are those are two. Those linemen are going to have to wait. Maybe I got to take them all out to Manny's or whatever it is, and that'll probably cost me. I'll regret this decision, but I, I think that's got to go to known this week. Yeah, it it, it it hurts not being able to, you know, just, I mean, there's so many kids that deserve it. Even when I look at this thing, I mean, I got number 54 written down. I got number 77, eight. I got, you know, eight, like 20 all through this. I mean, just 20 all the time. Um, but again, uh, and then two, look, there's two there. Look, you know, great after the catch. And uh, 27, you know, blitz. Uh, it was a team effort. Yeah, I mean, there's no yeah. question about it. And now, so when you see so much good across there, what stands out? I really think it was those two big 44 big plays to keep them pinned um, play 141. So that had to be to the end. I'm trying to think of what that would have been, but number 44 big play. Well, uh, I'll tell you on that, on the interception, 44 came free and hit the quarterback. And I think that led to the under throw. And then of course led to the, uh, to the pick six, anything that ever happens in football though. And I I know from a TV standpoint, it gets, I can assure you there was five or six other things that went really well. So on Noah's pick, we rushed the quarterback. We get good pressure. We get the INT, and then if you look, nobody blocks in the back, but we get good blocks, we free them up, and then, of course, now him making a play. So it, it's it's very rare, like, can, any, can one player impact a football game that much? So uh, among all these, hopefully Noah will throw a couple fries as uh, he makes <laughs> way and he eats a sandwich. Excellent. Well, Coach, thank you for your time. Best weekend. Um, Who is our featured player this week? Yeah, so Cam Oliver is coming in. If, if he's still here, I, I, I did tell him, so I, I think he'll be waiting outside. Cam's our center. And uh, uh, really, you know, that was one of those spots that was wide open uh, this year coming in. And to be honest with you, I was nervous about it because we had a ton of bad snaps, uh, you know, in July. But uh, you could talk to him about how he fixed that when we were on our little shutdown. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, he'll be a good representation of us on the podcast. Excellent, Coach. Well, hey, good luck to you this week. And once again, this is the now McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. Coach Barry is going to grab Cam Oliver. He's starting center for the Red Dragons. Again, if you want to listen to these shows in their entirety, they're free and available at Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. And as I told you last week, um, iTunes allows you a little bit more adjustability in terms of fast-forwarding or rewinding on the show and kind of getting to quicker, you know, to the part you want to get to sometimes. I know some people just want to get straight to the player interview and hear what these young men have to say. But with that said, he's bringing... probably in trouble, but we had to pull him out of oh. offensive film session. Oh, oh I, thought, I got him out of homework. Nobody wants to do homework, so you get to come in here. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm glad we got him because uh, he was he was part of the uh, winner's bracket of kickball, so we're going to have a little kickball. Yeah, let him know what's up, Cam. Excellent. Cam, Oliver, welcome to the show. Uh, we Now, you're on the Victoria. Did you guys win? I know you were on the Victoria bracket over yeah, here. Won. You won it all, mm-hmm. the, kickball, uh, the kickball tournament. Yeah. It gets pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun time, but I don't think we get into it. Yeah, really. And, and uh, I know now, now you you caught the one pass, and then you're eyeing uh, Cicero up pretty heavy yeah. after that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just, to, just, yeah. To, just to let him know. <laughs> so, hey, man, you guys are foreign, too. You guys have playoff football this week at Ravenna. I mean, just exciting. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, talk about, I mean, just what's the attitude of this team, especially getting past the rival Gerard last week? Um, we had a lot of, like, momentum, like, we just beat Gerard. Yeah. We're moving nice. Definitely. Now, for you, I mean, football, I mean, growing up, I mean, football your favorite sport, or were there other sports you were doing that you liked more? Yes, football. Just football? Yeah. And I, ever since I was five. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, I asked this. I mean, five years old, Cam Oliver's running around in the backyard, football in your hand. Mm-hmm. Who do you pretend you are? Um, When I was younger, I liked uh, Des Bryant. Nice. Yeah. Number 88. Mm-hmm. You got to love Des Bryant. Yeah. 
he's a beautiful player. Huh? But now I like uh, like Zeke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you thought of that game yesterday? <laughs> yeah. That's a wild one. Huh? A lot of points, a couple mm-hmm. turnovers. You showed you how bad turnovers can. You know that game was. 14-14, and then boom, intercept an INT, then you're 28-14, 31-14 happened, and it's just out of hand. For you, and, and I'm, I'm glad you're here because Coach Terry talked about your position, you yourself um, being one of those things that was a concern early in the season. Yeah. But now it's one of the pluses and strengths of the team. So talk about what this season's been like you, for you just settling in and kind of going with the flow. Um, like at the beginning, it was rough, just uh, – wasn't able to like uh, get in the weight room and like do all the other stuff we used to do in the off season. Yeah. So we kind of like started off rough, and um, and then with Corona happening, we weren't able to get on the field at all, get no reps or nothing like that. So, um, then like no, the whole line wasn't even. We didn't really know who it was gonna be. And then uh, during like Coach said on the previous podcast, he brought the center's balls and stuff. Yeah. So I've used that to my advantage and just practiced every day. Yeah, and I know in that last year's team, I assume it'd be like this, especially the offensive line. And it seems like you guys are the most cohesive unit, the closest unit. Yeah, um, is that sure. fair to say to you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, who are your who are your buddies? Who are the guys that you call your dearest teammates? Um, like on the line or just in general? I mean, on the line in general. Um, on the line, it's. I mean, we're all pretty close for the most part. I think we're all equally close. Good. But like throughout the team, Al and I, Javon. All right. Yeah. Now, we'll have some uh, – well, we'll have some now. I mean, I always ask this because of the linemen. Mm-hmm. Usually the linemen are the bigger kids, the bigger eaters. Yeah. Um, who's the biggest eater amongst that crew? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe Cicero or Keeley. Yeah? Yeah. What's the biggest meal you've seen them put down? Uh, me and Sis went to Chick-fil-A, and he put down some nuggets. <laughs> a lot of them. Over, under? Um, 10, 12, I think 15? like close to 30. Yeah. Where do you get that kind of bank to be in dirty chicken nuggets? That's a can you like deal or something? I guess so. Yeah. He's, a, he's the coupon king, huh? Besides mm-hmm. being a good lineman, and uh, he's the, also the coupon king. Um, for you, when you look season, I mean, what's different for you, or what's kind of um, something that maybe is there anything that benefited you, and what's kind of some of the things that's there's your strength? I feel like I took it more serious, like getting my practice in. I took it more serious, okay, just because we didn't have a whole lot of time. Um, but I also feel like we didn't get as much like off season work as we wanted to. So, yeah. 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 Now I, again, joking, they're jokingly, they were just playing, I mean, they're playing kickball or, you know, you, you caught, you, you caught the ball, you got Cicero out. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like lining up against you? I mean, are, are you, are you, are you, are you a trash talker? I mean, are you that extra shove lineman? Um, I mean, do you like, you know, if you can get up, you like pushes, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's trash talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what drives you? What gets you mad the most? Um, like unnecessary stuff, like late hits or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And how how much do you covet the idea that you got to protect number eight? Yeah, man, <laughs> important. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if who who I mean, uh, who are you the leader of the line? I mean, who's the guy to kind of get you? I mean, that huddle. Um, we're all leaders. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all hold ourselves high. I like that. That's a great response. Well, hey, you're here after time. Again, God bless these guys. They stay this late. Just come on the show so we can share these players with you. Um, Cam, we always like to have some fun. We call it three and out, mm-hmm. a few off-the-wall questions. Okay. Um, video games, gamers, I mean, most of the kids are. I think uh, Cicero said he wasn't so much into it, but yourself? Do you- um, I'd play, yeah. I'd play. Uh, mostly like Madden and 2K. 
Are you good? I like to think so. Yeah. You have your good days. You have your bad ones. Uh, we're, as we were talking about, we might have to have a, like a tournament down here or some place where you guys can, because there's a lot of trash talking going yeah. on about who can. Uh, huh? Mm-hmm. When you uh, when you play 2K, who are you? Um, I play the Sixers. Yeah. 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 I I, I, I my Sixers. I I used to like the Sixers with Iverson. Yeah. I mean, I was the that was a cat back then. But again, before that, you had Julius and Moses, and before that, others. Um, how about this one? Um. COVID season, um, what's it just like being in school now, and, and what's the best part about it and the worst part about it? Um, it's really weird because, like, you always have to have the mask on and stuff. I mean, probably the best part for me is, like, I'm a senior, so you have late arrival. Okay. I'm on a study halls. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a wild senior year. I, my daughter graduated last year, and we it just seemed at that point maybe the world would be a little bit closer than normal. But, I mean, mm-hmm. no homecoming, no – I mean, uh, who could – who knows if you'll have prom, graduation. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you guys are going to miss. Um, but with that said, uh, you need to play football. So that's, I mean, that's probably the thing if you could choose those out of, of everything. That's, yeah, that for sure. And the final one, we're going to let you go here today. Um, this weekend, all right, you guys are going to do a trickery, a little trick play. Um, they're going to they're gonna call you eligible for the pass, or would it be somebody else on the line? If one of you guys are going to catch a winning touchdown pass. Um. You Probably could, Javon. Yeah. He got yeah. He's pretty fast. You got the best hands on the line to do it. I got the best hands. Oh. He's fast. Well, then you got to be the guy catching the ball, Cam. Yeah. Huh? He's gonna snap. Huh? <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, appreciate you coming on. And again, I coach talked highly about you several times on the program in terms of just you know a little bit of uh, concern about that position. But at the end of the day, you guys are four and two. Winners are your last three heading to the playoffs. So, hey, best of luck to you, Thank you and your Dragon teammates, and we appreciate you joining the show. Once again, this is the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast, all access powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, and a big shout-out to Cremani Brothers for giving these young men something to play for as well. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive. 